Yeah, we're good. Do 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 do. <laughs> I've literally, I've literally like recorded. I've downloaded the intro music and everything, so I can put that in the front of this now. So it's all getting very professional. Whether it fucking works yep. or not, we will see. Well, well we'll see. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the TT Whovians podcast. Brought to you by me, Abby of Strachan. Please go away, McAfee thing on my laptop. <laughs> I got Kaspersky on my end being, being like that. Seriously, it just keeps popping up. I'm like, yes, I know, I know. Please just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm joined by Zach, whose handle we cannot remember ever. What Zach, have- Zach, Zach JR Grand Guru 98, which is what it is currently as of this recording, but I'm going to get probably going to get rid of the latter bits because it's too long. Ston. <laughs> I am Ston and I'm an entrepreneur. Literally, that's Ston. Who had Strax all those weeks ago. It is now time for the other Sontaran to get on board. You should try and change it to like that Ston in Bloomsbury Square or something. Like. Something like that in Bloomsbury Square when all the crap happens. When we will, when we are going to get up a business venture and when I'm somehow getting get stuck with some li- some maid in 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 a certain part of the future I'm a Sontar and I've short term memory loss just if you don't know um, Zach cosplays a character called Don who is in the Patanostic Gang series who's in the Bloomsbury Bunch so we'll get onto that in a minute anyway so <laughs> how long have you been on the TikTok app Oh, for around around two around two ish year around two years or so, when my friend um, when my friend Cat Knight, who on TikTok is Azriel's leather, she was sending me stuff that she was doing as that her friends were doing on TikTok. She 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 said if I would I, would I like to have a go, so I did. The early stuff I was doing, you could tell was really nonsensical. I didn't really know what I was doing because this was before this was before I was really properly into TikTok. It was I was more doing it for the hell of it. Yeah. But I really, but I properly got into TikTok when I met someone called Robert Buckham. I mean, Robert O'Trakan, Abby of Trakan. You know who I. Yeah, it's there. There she is. There she is, right here. Yeah, speaker. The uh, speaker. And 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 after that, I was doing it more regularly. My right contact is is not loving life right now. That's why. Oh. Uh, wonky eye. Mm. Um, when did you get into Doctor Who? You think I, you think I'd know these questions off my heart now, and I've still got my little like <laughs> notepads. <laughs> yeah, first off, go away, Discord. You're distracting me. Uh, anyway, was what, what I was going, what I was going to say is, um, okay. Yeah, I was. I've been into Doctor Who since I was about probably about probably about seven. I knew of it because my my mum she 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 used to bring it up a few times because she grew up she grew up on the Troughton era. I started properly watching. I started properly watching it with when it came back with Chris, with Christopher Eccleston, and I've been a fan ever since. And back and then being then up looking on the old BBC cult website back in the day remember that people <laughs> it was look that then that's then that's how I just dis- I discovered more about cl- more about classic who and ha- and where I was horrified to discover that most of 60s who was missing but the point is then I started to get into then I started getting into more of it and now now I'm a, now I'm I'm a fan I'm not going back they've got me now Nicholas Briggs has got me oh Nicholas Briggs has got me Bricks. Nicholas, Nicholas Bricks. Bricks. <laughs> Nicholas Bricks. Nicholas Bricks. Nicholas Bricks. I actually think he claims more souls than Hades. Like, 
he certainly he certainly claimed our ones. <laughs> Who is your favourite doctor? Ooh. This Ooh. is this is tricky because normally normally when I get this question, I don't really I don't really know. I'd just say I don't really have a favourite or least favourite doctor, but I just have a favourite favourite story and least favourite from each doctor. But I'd say, but I've had to pick from classic. I'd probably go with Patrick Troughton and knew who I go with, um, Christopher Eccleston. Good choices. I keep. This is the thing about it, this being a podcast and a YouTube video is this is really distracting me. I have a Silurian head. I have a new. I have a new crown. I have a new background, and I I have a Silurian mask <laughs> sitting on my left hand shoulder, and I keep seeing it in my peripheral vision and thinking, "What the hell is that?" It is that. It is, it is the it is the decapitated head of our comrade Vela. Does literally look like I've decapitated a Silurian. It's just displayed it on my shelf. How do we know you haven't? Limey. Limey. <laughs> I wouldn't find but my say my gauntlets up there and my um Jenny wedding ring. Oh yeah, and I've got um Jenny underscore X underscore Astra's artwork up there as well. So push that. We love you, Vicky. We love you, Vicky, babes. So who is your favourite companion? Favourite companion. Okay. Oh, like 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 favorite doctors. This is also a difficult question because normally I. Oh. I think the problem the problem is is that there's too many options. Well, at least I'll say it's it's not Dodo and it is not Chameleon. I'll just say it's we know it's definitely not them. But from maybe if I had to pick any, I'd probably say. Oh, I don't actually know who I'd say. I, I can't. I can't pick any. It's this is too difficult. Well, I'll just say not not Dodo, not Dodo. <laughs> um, I'm just going to work my way down this today because I'm feeling unadventurous. Apparently, uh, favorite villain. Favorite villain. Ooh. Okay. I love everybody does this. Whenever I ask them a question, oh, 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 oh my gosh! I just realised I didn't pre-send you the. The questions, did I? No, no, you didn't. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody else gets a preset. It's okay. It's okay. I'm working off. I'm working off my. I'm working off what we got. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Uh, favorite vi- favorite villains are probably um, favorite villain. I'll go with. I'll go with. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Doing well here, darling. I really am. I really am. I really do not know what my favourite villain is. It's, I'll say it's. I'll just say it's. It's not the terrible Zodin, but who knows what terrible? But who knows what the terrible Zodin is in the end? Colin certainly does, and he changes every bloody time. I'll go. I probably. I'll if I had to. I'll fuck it. I'll just. Uh, pardon my French. I'll just the side the Cybermen. I'll. I, I will actually say. I'll say it's. I'll say the Cybermen because. As conceptually in Doc Two, I always think I always thought they were some of the most horrific. Those some of the most horrific things in in there, especially because they're so clo- they're so they're so close to reality and how ground and how grounded and how grounded they are. That when you watch when you watch their stories and when you listen to when you listen to them, you realize how close to reality they actually are. True that. If you could pick another character who has been in Doctor Who to be a companion 
who would it be? I'd probably have to. I'd probably go with. I'd go with. I'll go with. I have a few, I have a few choices of this one actually. Back in the invasion, Zoe's girlfriend. Change my. Change my change my mind. It's not. It, it's their girlfriends. Isabel and Zoe are. Isabel and Zoe are together. A hundred percent. Get it on. A hundred percent. Hundred hundred percent. And because of that, because and because of their chemistry, because their chemistry together means so powerful. They literally blew up a computer. I would thought. I think they'd. Be, I think they'd be a really good addition to that team. And another and another example. I mean, there's an obvious. There's an obvious one that I'm going to that you know I'll just say it because you know who you know who it is Samantha Briggs from the Faceless Ones because it's Pauline Collins and there's a certain character that we both love very much a certain one that likes to lie a lot she can't think of who it is literally like I think me and Zach secretly run a Pauline Collins appreciation society we do. <laughs> Every time, every time, I was up upstairs. Whenever upstairs, downstairs comes up, we talk about Sarah Moffat, and I can't write. <laughs> but that's, that's the tooth and claw. But I say modern who? It's like I one is not a <laughs> You'll never see. You'll never see her. You'll never see her the same way again. We just, especially now, I call my. He called us. He doctor called himself Jamie McCrimmon. Oh no, the guy I oh, kissed back in. Oh no, yeah, that's the one I made out with. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she's made out with lots of people. There's group Captain Gilmore, who we don't exactly like very much, do we, at the moment? Sorry, sorry, fans of Countermeasures. There's a reason we don't like him. <laughs> that's an actor, he's lovely, though. Just give him a squeeze, you I mean, the actual, yeah, the, the actual choice I was going to say before I, before we went to the Pauline Collins tirade was was Lin, was Linda with a Y from 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 the final from the from Chris Vexton's last episode. I just liked, to, I really just liked to kept. I'm not sure how she would have worked with David Tennant, but I just really liked the chemistry of Chris Vexton from the out from the outset. She was nice, she was cool, and I and I was sad they killed her off. In all fairness, though, it's, it, it, I, this is how you separate. Christopher Eccleston, not Christopher Eccleston, um, Russell T. Davis from the Stephen Moffat, but she wouldn't have been killed off it was Stephen Moffat era, would it? Would she, she, would have, she would have been, she would have, she, oh no, she would have died and then she would have come back as Jesus. Everybody lives. Everybody lives. Stephen must have on the t-shirt. I think, <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom, so sorry. I think I've been murdered. Oh, never mind. <laughs> It's all right because Stephen Moffat's right in my character, so I can come back. <laughs> Me, while the Whisper Man is looking on in the background. Scary. <laughs> he's up there somewhere. He's on my shelf. He's on my shelf. He's there. He's yeah. right. I got he, no, 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 down below. A bit, no, a bit he's, lower. Up, he's there. Oh, oh, I was looking at the wrong thing then. Yep, there yeah, I see him. There, there he's him. up there. You can just yeah. see his legs. Yeah. He's by my. Um, Don't know what I. By the mel- Soon. <laughs> yeah. Because he used to be here, but now it's been replaced with my gauntlet. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> my favourite TARDIS interior? Well, I think it's obvious what I'm going to say. Everyone said already. Paul McGann. I was to the it's my, it is my It's my favourite TARDIS interior. It always has been ever since I first watched the TV movie. That interior always blew me away. I, lo- I loved how huge it was. And just, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the, for, I'm a sucker for the, for the 19th century aesthetic of it, for this, for that weird gothic set, setting. Even if Charlie Pollard is up, up, upset about candles. You should have his gleaming white surfaces and big flashing <laughs> lights. <laughs> Oh, I love Charlotte Pollard. 
I got asked today in my Q and A's. I got asked out of any audio companion, who would you want to bring to telly? Well, duh, it's obvious. I said Charlotte and Hex because yeah, him, him, him too, because it's Hex. Well, that's what that's what the Jodie era needs. It needs Hex to make it more dark and depressing. Yeah, fair one. That might help. That might make her go a bit darker. Mm. Yeah. Or unless her first reaction is, oh my God. Why? You took your shirt off, Mr. Oh Hex. Oh my God, he's got a six pack. What's going on? <laughs> he's got miss- He's got a six pack. Oh my God, Mr. Hex. You're so hot. Remind me again why you work on me. All oh, right, every story ever came to became really depressing. Did you travel with seven? If yeah. you travel with six, it would have been a little bit lighter, only slightly. Mm-hmm. Good thing I had Ace to balance him out. Yeah. If you had a TARDIS, where would you take it? Hmm. Ooh, uh, probably. Well, I probably take it. I probably take it to. I'd probably. I'd probably. I'd probably go. You know something? I, I'd probably take it. I'd probably take it to the Winter Palace, nineteen seventeen, just to witness the Russian Revolution, just because just because it'd be interesting to have it. Not even not necessarily to not not necessarily to interfere, just to observe, just have a look, just to see, just to see it happening in action. That's that's original. I've never heard that one before. Well done. <laughs> but then, but then again, I'd end up in Stockbridge. Oh yeah. Stockbridge. Cheers, Big Finish. Whoever the writer is in Big Finish who lived in Stockbridge, please tell us who you are. Like, what is your obsession of Stockbridge? Why did you make a Groundhog Day type existential crisis in, Sco- in Stockbridge? I mean, it was brilliant, but why Stockbridge? I, so I generally reckon he, the person that produced whatever that those five and knitter audios, lived in Stockbridge as a kid and secretly wished that the Doctor would show up so he made a trilogy of it <laughs> a trilogy of it and one story where he never le- where he le- never left and became so and became a man that would turn you into a, you into a flea then he'd put a flea in a box then he'd put the box in, in another box whenever I see that whenever I see that now it just makes you want to be my, my Rani do it bring back your Rani we love your Rani the Rani we love the Rani we love the Rani. BBC's not bringing back the Rani, so you better bring back the Rani. No, I've done that one. I better ask you if you had a TARDIS, though. I've done that one. Favourite episode. Okay, favourite episode. I'm probably going to be here for a while because I'm just going to I'm just gonna say, first Doctor, Daleks Master Plan. Second Doctor, I'd say, second Doctor, Evil of the Daleks. Third Doctor... Um, uh, sea Devils Fourth Doctor Talons of Wang Chiang Fifth Doctor um, Kinder Sixth Doctor Sixth Doctor Avengers on Varos Seventh Doctor Curse of Fenric Eighth Doctor Well, TV movie wins by default I'm not concluding war because they w- would win by default Nine Nine Dalek Ten Human Nature Family of Blood 11, Vince, Vincent and the Doctor, 12, Heaven Sent, and 13. At present, I'd probably have to say... Uh, I'd, probably have, I'd probably have to say Demons of the Punjab at present. It was going to be that Orca Blam, wasn't it? Yeah. 
I ca- the, the most of most of her era, I'm le- I'm left lukewarm on. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Oh, where should we go now? Eeny, meeny, miny. I've got to stop saying eeny, meeny, miny as well. I've said that on the past like four podcasts and I really need to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can, yeah, we can continue. Eeny, me, I'll do it too. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a beggar by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny. Cut right! <laughs> Sorry. If you could get the doctor to meet any historical figure, who would it be? Sarah Moffat, obviously. There we go. <laughs> okay, um, for historical historical figures, I'm trying to think who he hasn't met already, but um, they haven't met already. I'm, um, ooh, probably. I'd, I'd probably maybe. Sorry, I'm just I'm just picturing Shaughnessy opening up the door to the doctor now. <laughs> well, it was a cut, cut, not Sean C. That was um, cut. That was um, what's his face? Cut. You know who he mean? Carlson, whatever his name is, the Scottish, the Scottish butler. Oh, yeah, it's not Sean C. In that, is it? No, no it's not Sean Sean was Chimes of Midnight. Um, oh, see, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Sean C. was Chimes of Midnight. Um, upstairs, upstairs, downstairs was a uh, Hudson. That's Hudson. his name. Hudson. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the doctor meet the doctor meets Sarah Moffat. He she she, she tells he, she said she tells him a whole she he tells him a crazy story about how she used to be with us in the circus, how she used to be a French girl called Clémence, and she says, "Oh, I'm not oh this gallery maid." And then she tells the doc, and then she tells the doctor, "I oh, know someone. I know someone in your past." You're gonna meet your, but I know you're gonna meet him again. His name is Arthur Ruggins. We, we're gonna meet Arthur Ruggins. Okay. Anyway, seriously, serious, people, serious people, seriously, if you've got Britbox, please watch up there downstairs. You need to, especially if you're audio Big Finish fans and you enjoy Time to Midnight because it is basically the same show. You will notice every, you will notice all the similarities, but the. Okay. Actual histor- actual historical figures. I'd say I'm gonna go. I'd go with actually. I'd say I'd wanted to meet J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think if the Doctor has met Tolkien at any point, but I don't. It's so hard to remember because you've got all the audio ones as well. Exactly. I was gonna say Machiavelli, but then I remember the first Doctor met Machiavelli in an audio. So I so I had to, so I so I thought so I thought who would be interesting and and I think if the Doctor met met met, met Tolkien perhaps. Perhaps maybe perhaps maybe confronted him about confronted him about his inspirations for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and maybe and maybe and maybe even maybe even do an emotional maybe even do some emotional hard hitting story in there something like so something that will something that will resonate with with fans of Tolkien as well as crit as well as critiquing his era. You know, Sylvester McCoy was in The Hobbit. Really? No, oh, he was in The Hobbit. He never said. Oh, where are we alone now? I guess we could finally talk about this. <sighs> Help me. Um, Colin Baker's locked me in this room and is forcing me to watch Vengeance on Fire Special Edition. He claims there's even more of him. I've locked all the doors. <laughs> you cannot get in. Even more of me. <laughs> oh, I love Fiveish Doctors. Oh, Lord. And he, I really hope Pete does another one for the 60th. Well, rumor has it that Colin's writing one. Rumor has it. As long as it's not involving anything like, 
Oh no, Mikkel, you, if you, um, Ed, Ed, I'm not going to say it. If you, if you, if you know, you know. Air zone solution. Air zone, a, a certain scene in the air zone solution. So in air zone solution, somehow Nicola Bryant plays Colin Baker's Mrs. And it's it's like the definition of cringe, like. 90s 90s Doctor Who writers what the hell were you on because it's because another because another one had Sophie Aldrin and, Sylve- and not Sophie and Sylvester Sophie and Colin naked in a cave for some reason because 90s, 90s because or put it or put it or, 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 or putting Sophie Aldrin naked on audio covers in the 90s it's just it's confusing What's been your favourite scene to reenact from Doctor Who? Ooh, okay. This there's been a, there's been a few of them. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed doing I've enjoyed I've, as twelve. I've enjoyed doing the face the rape. I've enjoyed doing the face the raven scene because I get to because it's it gets, it's an it's an emotional heartfelt scene. And even though I don't like Cla- don't like Clara very much, I still I still think the scene is very well done. And doing it my and doing it myself was very hard hitting as well as as well as doing as well as from remembrance doing the doing the great ripples scene as seven but 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 from but from but from big finish i'd have to but if it's a big finish scene i think i'd have to go i'd have to go with i'd have to go with seven speech at the end of afterlife where he basically goes full 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 devil on full devil on the monster in that story do you know i think like watching some of your stun stuff that scene, that scene that I uploaded today with you and James, when um, Son's like saying, "Like, oh no, you don't need your art. You were still special." And I was like, "Oh, God. I was like, I have one minded scene, and I literally pop in and pop back out. I have to show it because you and James are so good at it. And it's just like, oh my God, I love it so much. Oh." Oh, it was it was very it initially I did that scene initially on my own and and but then but then after having James join and you join just it's got even better and I just it was very it was even I even got I got emotional watching it back it was emotional doing the scene as well because it is a big scene for Ston and Tom Foster it's a lovely scene I think they're written really well though like the whole bloom the thing is from an outside point of view because I was the same when they were like oh yeah there's another there's another like bunch and there's a human and a Silurian and a Sontaran and I was like why why fate why but now I love the Brunsby bunch not as much not as much as the Paternoster but they are they're just written the right way Initially, when the blue when the Bloomsbury bunch were announced to be a thing, I thought, "Oh right, it's a typical doppelganger doppelganger thing." And I was I was still interested because Christopher Ryan, who play who was who's, who's one of the other Sontaran actors in Doctor Who, was playing Ston. I was interested anyway because they haven't used him in a, they hadn't used him in a while because Dan Starkey was resident Sontaran. But I, but I was ha- but but once it actually, once I actually heard the stories, like okay, I love these guys. These are these these guys are perfect. Bella, like you're saying, like the whole like Dan Starkey is like the Sontaran, like Neve McIntosh is the Silurian, and she's the only other than that dude, obviously, she's the only person to play a Silurian in the new Who. So when this other girl turns up and plays Bella, it's like, ah, what's Big Finish doing? <laughs> her name, 
Beth Beth God Beth Goddard. Um, she in this in the sh- in doc in the sh- in the show she was in the second not the second third Sarah Jane Adventure story. In the third Sarah Jane Adventure story, Eye of the Gorgon, she is um she's she's the main she's the main nun in that. I didn't realize it was her, but she's she's very good she's very good at Vela. And what I love about Vela as well is, despite being a Silurian, really she's the Strax of their group. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I just love the fact that, like, when Ni found out she'd been cast, she basically was like, "Right, this is how you be a cyclorian." <laughs> they had a whole like two-hour-long meeting in just like how to be a cyclorian. I'm not even going to ask that question because, well, do you listen or read any other forms of? <laughs> What's your favourite big finish story? Oh, now that's easy. The Chimes of Midnight. Can't go wrong with the Chimes of the Chimes of Midnight. The spare part is always a good one, or pretty much anything written by Robert Sherman. True, true. But never try to explain um, to get so to anybody who's not listened to Big Finish. Actually, sorry, David. I'm sorry we traumatized you. <laughs> Seriously, anybody who's listened to Skirt, so you will completely understand. I saw that post on the Big Finish Facebook page, though. You commented on it as well. It's like, favorite story, Cradle of the Snake, for me, obviously. And then it's like, least favorite story, Scared you, you and need to listen. You need to listen to Prisoners of Fate. I, it will break your heart, but um, but it's very, it's it's very good. I'm only halfway through the Jenny uh, Doctor's Daughter's. Well, I'm on the last story. No, there's four stories, isn't there? I'm on the third story. Yeah, I'm on the third. The one with the dragon. Um, but I have listened to the five and um, Georgia, Georgia one now. Yeah, I. Oh, it's so sweet. I love it. I told Pete, Pete and Pete and his daughter finally get to do it. Finally get to do it together. Literally, full snowballs and by because there's going to be a lot of daughter Jenny and five stuff coming. So I just love the way um, Georgia Tennant plays. She doesn't, it sounds really bad, she doesn't play a character. She is literally playing Georgia Tennant and it's brilliant. She is just in ev- in ev- in everything, and even in big fi- in big finishes Frankenstein adaptation. She's she's the, she's Frankenstein's well betrothed. Betro- she's Frankenstein's betrothed. Once, but when you actually hear her with Arthur Darvall, I'm like, oh, it's just Georgia Tennant being I, Georgia Tennant. I think if you put her and thirteen in a room, it would be carnage because they're all like hyperactive and bubbly and talk like a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> It would just be like, what is going on? Just add, add Ben Jackson to that equation, and then you, and then you won't be able to hear anything. It'll literally be, it'll literally just be a motor mouth session. Oh my god, Duchess! I can't believe it. it's Duchess! I can't believe it. it's it's. Oh no! Is it? Who's, who, who are these blonde bins? Oh Ben, this is my daughter. Oh wait, what do you mean, my daughter? Who are you? I don't know who you are. Oh right, Doctor, you changed. You've been another one. Sarah like cosplayers who. That speech where it's flirt with a mountain range, that whole speech where literally Jenny at the end just goes, 
initially it started to Captain Stewart appreciating the fact that yeah, Nicole would have managed to do that line. Like, <laughs> Mrs. Neves sat there with her attitude face on. But you think that people think that that line is fast. That is that is Jenny, Doctor's daughter, all the time. That her speed. <laughs> She's just like a hyperactive child. It's fantastic. At least Catherine Stewart doesn't have to worry about Georgia Tennant stealing her, stealing her speak time. This is true. Although I will be like, well, like I've said to who was I said it to? I can't remember her name. It's a cosplayer. She was like, oh, um, Maddie something. I think is it just is it just Maddie? I can't remember. She's one of the she's one of the big ones. You should, do, you should do a duet between Jenny and Jenny. I'm like, already in the making, my love. Already in the making. Yes, you should do an audio for it. Wink, wink. I need to sort that out. Like, I've taken it down now. I need to redo it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It was really good. I say, I just. It's, um, for those of you who don't know, we're trying to start an audio. We've got right. So we've got one audio series coming out on the twenty. 27th, I think, or the 28th, one of the two. James, correct us Correct us if we're wrong. One of those. Yeah. Um, so we got a uh, Queer Doctor audio series coming out, which James has written, recorded, done the whole shebang with all of us involved, all the DT Whovians. So that's coming out soon. But I'm trying to learn how to do it as well because we plan on all the RPs that we're putting up we plan on turning into audio dramas as well um, Haunted Spirit Cosplay who David he's currently writing the script for War on the Moon but I'm trying to learn how to use audition so I've been practicing so me and Zach have been doing like little snippets so we've done Jenny meets Jenny and yeah yeah. Anomals, anomals are here, by the way. I can't remember what his name I think you called him Josh. Josh. Something yeah. like that. Jenny, Jenny, and Josh. It sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> Literally, like I say, I'm learning. And this, this, um, the new way we're doing the podcasts is I'm going to be editing them on audition and sorting out all the sound so it doesn't sound like. Because all my like other ones, I've not been editing. I've literally just been uploading as is. So I'm hoping, I'm trying to teach you're, myself. You're gonna get. You will get. You will get there, Abby. You honestly, with all the stuff, with, with everything, with everything that you've, with everything that you've done on tic, on TikTok and out, and elsewhere, you have amazed me every time with your talent. And you will get. And you will get there with a, with Adobe. You are amazing, Abby. Oh, you stop. <laughs> no, I'm. Oh, I won't. St- well, I'm not stopping, Abby, because you are. Be a tenor later. What? <laughs> that was not part of the deal. <laughs> but seriously, I love, I love it. Everything you do. Why do you think people enjoy Doctor Who? Oh, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's, I think it's because in a way it hits all the, it hit, it hits, it hits all the beats for, for a story. If you want to, if you want something edu- educational about history, it's there. If you want, if you want your, if you want your, if you want your typical pulp sci-fi, it's there. If you want your, if you want emotional character-driven story, it's there. There's always in every single episode of the show, no matter who's the doctor, no matter what era, there is something for, ev- there is something for everyone. And 
I think, and I think Doctor Who would stuck with because for every the for every story like for every story like Dalek Invasion of Earth, there's also a story like the Massacre of Saint Bartholomew's Eve, or a story like or a story like Vince, Vincent and the Doctor for Vincent and the Doctor for every good man goes to war, and sometimes they all inter- intertwine in there. In other words, I think Doctor Who just hits every. I think Doctor Who just hits every sing, every single genre beat for it, for anyone. If that if if that make if if that make if that makes any sense, I was trying not to babble too much. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. I'm not going to criticize you, am I? Oh, well, you could have you could have changed this. And so, sorry, sorry, Zach, you were shit. Get off. I'm not trying to think when you're on next because you're in the in conversations. Where are you, Jamie? Oh yes, Jamie. Yes, yes, you are on the Jamie. That's not. So that's recording on the twenty seventh. Is it? Is Don, Donna's the one that's next, isn't it? Yeah, Donna's Donna's after this one, um, and that's me. Oh no, Lauren is in charge. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll tell her that in a minute because I thought it was me. Whoops. Um, <laughs> so it's me, Lauren, and Vicky tomorrow for the Donna one. But yeah, you're on you're on the Jamie one, so. And I think I'm and I think I'm hosting the Ian and Barbara one. No, 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 no. Where the hell is Ian and Barbara? Oh yeah, yes you are. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing my homework for that a proper prop. I mean I love those companions anyway, but I'm gonna be doing my homework properly so I, so I know what I'm talk, so I know what, what I'm talking about. That's one reason why because originally that was a Vicky and Stephen one. I changed it <laughs> because. Reasons. <laughs> Cheer poetry, my dear boy. Now please stop buggering me. William Hartnell definitely said buggering in that scene. It's the the, the script says bothering, but he is clearly saying buggering. And on that note, <laughs> thank you for joining me. So that was that part of the TT Hoopians. So go get him follow on TikTok now. He's probably tagged in something or other. So if he does change his name, you'll still find him. So thank you for joining me and listening to the TikTok Premium Podcast. Goodbye.